Hey, yo, I just got to be real with y'all real quick. As we recorded this, I made a little blundery poo, and there's going to be some parts of the audio that we lost over just what it is. So sorry about that in advance, and we just roll them with it. So if it gets kind of gaps missing, there's a couple parts. Sorry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Classic Quest podcast. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today we are going to be going through Method Man and Red Man's blackout album and yep. oh boy for me at least this is a treat this is this is one of those quintessential to holden's hip-hop experience kind of albums in my history and such so i'm real excited for it bonnie um may not be <laughs> quite as excited <laughs> spoilers um but we're gonna yeah, go through it big we're, spoiler <laughs> we're gonna share our honest reactions we're gonna do the thing that we do um, before we get into it, uh, I do want to just let y'all know if you support this stuff, you can check us out at patreon.com slash behind that suit. Give love that way. Uh, so make some music. You can check that out. Links will be in description on Twitch in the future. But in like, yo, we're doing this live on Twitch, by the way, YouTube audience. So if you want to join the love, watch the review live and even interact with us and shit, have your comments pop up in the video. Just the way to do it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so just to plug that a little bit, you can check out the music over at youtube.com slash behind that suit or whatever. Links there. Well, they'll be on all the right places. On that note, we do want to get started, and as we normally do, contextualizing a little bit our familiarity with these artists going into this album review, as well as kind of our expectations a little bit going into this album review. So I think it's fair to start with your lady friend, Bonnie, because truth is I'm going to talk a fuck ton on this one. And... I'm going to say won't. it's this kind of a review because how high. Anyway, okay, bye. How do you feel about this one? Um, Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I've listened to them uh, before. I've encountered Method Man and Red Man. Um, I don't even know which album or what or anything, but I definitely know <laughs> that I have listened to them before, uh, either together or separately. I don't even know. I can't even tell we, you that. We much. have done Method Man's to Cal. Mm-hmm. We did the first Red Man album, What the Album. See? We have done several Wu-Tang joints <laughs> along the way. So, um, I mean, we, we've well, encountered them. Definitely along our journey. But yeah. that would... So to suffice it to say, you've only encountered these names on our classic quest journey here. Yes, just over the last few years of doing this, and this is from uh, September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. So it's uh, like I feel like we've been doing like a few, um, you know, millennium era type uh, albums recently. So I think that that's kind of cool that we're kind of getting like that kind of era. We're we're checking out that kind of music. So I think that this is like on point with what we've kind of been doing recently. Um, you know, without we didn't plan it that way, but anyways, that's it. That's my thoughts. Uh, that's how much I know of them. Fair enough. Um, this and is- also, um, <laughs> I just wanted to also mention that I am also not the biggest Wu Tang uh, fan. So uh, that's that's what I wanted to mention. That's fair. And to keep in mind, because Wu Tang fans can be kind of harsh, it yeah. is really a matter of taste at the end of the day. Your lady friend Bonnie is clearly objective enough to see talent where talent exists. And so the commentary that she may have is her opinions. It's my opinions. Coming into this. I know this that they're good, but these are just my opinions. Good is an understatement. Well, these, the, the, I got these your are, back, fans. Trust. That, that's that what I'm legend, here for. Uh, I'm legendary here. artists. And, oh, boy. Uh, you know, that they it's have made legendary ones. music. And um, I'm aware of that. Uh, but it's not my taste. 
necessarily. Okay. You'll see. So this is a little bit different for me. You may notice right over there. That is. They can barely see. I don't think they can. I think they can see see it it, because I can see it there. You can see that it's clearly the Method Man, Red Man, Black out there. It's definitely viewable. Maybe a little hard on mobile. But uh, (laughs) Yosib Dredd says, your opinion counts too, okay? Big facts. Yo, thank you, Seab Dreads. Thanks, Seab. But as you can see back there, that is actually the cutout of the fucking Method Man and Red Man Blackout Disco. This album is a little bit special to me compared to some of the other ones we've done. See, you have these on CDs. I have, like, Spice Girls (laughs) and stuff. So, again, see, this is where we're coming from. So, for me, it's different. When I was a kid, and it hasn't actually come up in a long time. Like, we haven't touched these albums in ages, honestly. Mm -hmm. But when I was young, I was maybe 12 years old, maybe 13 years old. My dad had this stack of gangster rap type shit. Like, just rap that maybe 12 year old me in his mind should not have gotten a hold of i don't know why (laughs) i don't know how or when but this album was in that list now the truth of the matter is when i first consumed it i didn't understand it but the rock wilder was it took over the world who you have to have known the rock wilder that that one track because it's in all sorts of movies and shit you probably would have okay okay it's fine I'll, i'll leave it i'll leave it the rock wilder is amazing that's what i'm trying to say um, but what what ended up happening is I moved on in life and then the Blackout 2 album came out and I bought that guy and I didn't understand it at all and I moved on and as I listened to the project as a youth perhaps my understanding wasn't fully there for how profound it is I didn't really understand wordplay or bars I didn't fully understand what it is to ride the beat to, to kind of hit the pockets to understand the, the just what it is to be in this sport of hip hop Another thing that I didn't fully understand is the landscape of careers and stuff going on. So back then, I didn't fully appreciate it. But I bumped it last week because we're a little bit of a week late on this one. And I was loving it. I was just fucking feeling it. It just, it was nice. But then I had this conversation with my homeboy, Flacco Bayo, who is officially my guy in New York City to ask New York City questions to. (laughs) Because uh, maybe this is a little tangential, but I hope it's a little interesting still. Where you grew up may impact who is the legend's. So we were discussing Big L. Now, in my communities growing up, older cats, all sorts of people love Big L. And he was saying that in his world, and he's a couple years older than me, they didn't really look at Big L the same. They're in the middle of New York, and their perception was that Big L's first album came through, and perhaps it didn't perform as well as it should have. Whereas we're coming back in history with the YouTubes and going, oh my gosh, listen to that music. So the perception is based off of a different historical context and framing for the success and quality of that album. Am I saying Big L is better or worse off of that? No, I'm saying that maybe where we're from has a bigger impact on what we consider to be the goat-like stuff. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm going with it. All that to say, um, as we were rolling, uh, so as I was discussing this with Mr. Flacco Bayo, he was saying how, and this is his words, I just want to summarize it because it got me thinking a little bit different listening to this album. Uh, at the time, uh, Method Man or Red Man may have been in that conversation of being pitted up against each other as top dudes, whatever. They end up uniting, making this project, right? But prior to that, from what I, he said to Cal by Method Man, doesn't necessarily drop with the same level of hype and success that people would have expected. He called it a 4.5 on 5, not the 5 on 5 classic. Okay. And then Tikal 2000 Judgment Day failed to follow up with maybe the same level of grandeur he was hoping for. So at that, you had Method Man coming at this particular project, bringing his A 
game hen. And again, this is uh, Mr. Flacco Bale's the way he put it. But at the same time, when you listen to a lot of these tracks, you could argue Red Man kind of stands out a lot more next to uh, Method Man yeah. on many of these tracks. And we're going to go through that and we'll give our opinions track by track, which ones we feel or whatever as we do this. But it was a moment that he felt solidified to a lot of people in hip hop history that Redman may have been overlooked as one of the greatest MCs. And it's even possible you know, that's that fair. cats like Eminem solidified their view of Redman being one of the top MCs ever based on this. Because my opinion, guys, let's be real. I started this shit like 2017 is the first episode of Classic Quest. We're all like kind of looking back right so i just thought that was a fascinating point of view to be able to have that counterbalance of what it was like looking at this album as it got released so yo anybody out there anybody that is watching this after the fact um yo seep dread i love it you're right here he says red man is more hyper on all the tracks and that's something we're going to get into and that isn't always a good or a bad thing that's not the point mm -hmm. it's just that there's a different energy level brought in and i think red man Anyway, we'll get into it at the track by track because I don't want to like spoil the whole thing right <laughs> now. But all that to say, everything like that was running through my head going into this review, which just had me so excited. And I, yeah. I, anyway, and then as we were discussing the album beforehand, because we did, uh, I got a whole other fucking side conversation that was going on in my brain about how, what we could kind of get into. Anyway, I'm really excited about this one. The album is called Blackout, and because we do have the cover up, we must discuss the cover. You yep. see kind of a black and whitish kind of feel method man red man just kind of standing there they're doing their thing it looks fine it's cool it yep. is what it is the cover is I, I feel like their logos are very prominent and it's all i've ever paid attention to i have never bothered to look down before actually this cover where i see their hands up and stuff mm, now interesting i still don't care that much about the rest of the cover to be completely real with you yeah. But I love the logo placement because even looking at it now <clears throat> on this feed, you basically see um, this fucking pop out Method Man Red. It just pops out at you with the way the white looks. I fucking love it. You can even see it kind of vaguely over there in the small. Like that is a well designed fucking logo ahead of its time, in my opinion. It understood what it was trying to do, prominence who it was. And then they're almost less, it's almost like they're less relevant than the brands that they represent. Anyway, interesting. that's, that's kind of yeah. what I took from the cover. I don't know what you may feel. Maybe you have some ideas there. I mean, pretty similar, honestly. I mean, I thought that the, um, you know, I think that their logo and their, their names definitely, like, stand out on the cover, and that's kind of good. Um, you know, otherwise, it's just, like, these, you know, both the guys, and they're sort of, like, bandanaed up on their faces, and they're giving, you know, hand signs. Um, I couldn't really make out what was happening, so for me, like, same sort of thing like for me it's it's kind of like a forgettable cover like less so like like i know it stands out for you like with like their names but um i don't know i just found it kind of a forgettable cover that's completely fair but part of it is too i've stared at this cover for a long period of time in my life this isn't just like a new cover to me this is something that i have known about over tw almost 20 20 oh my gosh almost like let's say 20 plus almost 20 years wow yeah. i'm getting old yep. but yeah it's almost 20 years of my life anyway we still have all of the album to talk to and we are going to get through it track by track move into it and we're going to start with a special joint you know what i'm saying okay she doesn't even want to take it rude <laughs> uh question is bonnie how do you feel about the introduction to this little project here 
Um, well, it's a good intro. Uh, you know, it just something tells me um, that, you know, a lot of weed smoking will be happening on this album. You kind of get that right away. It's like smooth and like kind of like a, has like a funky beat and sort of feels like you've like fallen into like this like world that's like, I don't know, that's their world, I guess. I don't know, like this crazy, goofy. Is it really just their world? Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I just feel like, but like you're on like this journey with them. You know, like it's like you're with them. I don't know. It just sounds interesting. It definitely, you know, and it starts off um, sort of like with like a Cheech and Chong sort of skit. So I like that, you know, like that's sort of playing into like the whole weed smoking, you know, thing. Um, and then Redman drives away to get like to the audience that's like waiting for them. So it's sort of like. I don't know, like they're just high and hanging out and they're like, oh shit, yeah, we got a show to start, you know, like kind of thing going on. So um, I like it. I thought it was very fun. Um, it was nice. I gave this one a 4.5 on 5. What do you think? First of all, I think production is a huge part of this project. And I think that there was a lot of effort put into creating the right spacey energy because this is the beginning of a problem I had with the entire album. Uh, I love the music and the way that these guys sound on top of the music almost more than I give a fuck about anything they're saying. So yes, when my brain focuses again and I start paying attention to what they're saying, it's actually rewarding. But I think that they captured and tapped into this modern vibe shit in a way that is way ahead of its time. Because like, think about it. Do you want to get high? Like the way he sings it, the way he accentuates it, the way it rides over. You, you may as well lay some auto-tune on it and call it a melodic vibe today. Honestly, for the level of effect and ease of listening I find that I have on it. For the accessibility it gives me. Plus, that's some Cheech and Chong, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's kind of he's pulling back to Up and Smoke, which is a pretty funny thing. And I think it's cool that they're tapped into the cultural references of the stoner culture at the time. But it's almost yeah. like saying, this is who this album is for. I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. It's like it's like almost using these these cues to communicate to their people what's up. I also like when he's like, I've got a joint I've been saving here for a special occasion, right? Because you got the double entendre of the idea of a joint being a musical track and the idea of a joint being marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it's just fucking fun. Um, I really enjoy it. I, I also like the fact that even Method Man comes in with that to the east, driver to the east. I didn't know that, but it's actually a reference to the X-Clan's first album, To the East Backwards, right? Mm. So the fact that in the first okay. track, not only are they coming through and creating this airy atmospheric feel, they're also including like kind of callbacks to other things and, and kind of showing and paying homage to, to the uh, you know influences and whatnot. I just really enjoyed it. Also, by the way, this is protected by the red. And instead of being the, the more African colors of uh, the red, black, and green, it's the red, the track, and Takao with the key. And that I thought was cool, right? Because I believe it's referencing the track as in the music, the red, red man, and Takao as in, uh, you know, the tracks connect to each other in the sense that like the way one track ends, the very first split second is like the last second of the last track kind of thing, right? So it's connected in that regard. But yo, think about it from the other point of view. You have Red Matt busting through with the keys and just yo, 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 like they were just too fucking stoned and at the very last minute, the beat had to drop, like they were making everybody fucking hold up and shit. I thought that was really, really amazing. Then you get into the fucking lyrics. Now, 
I'm gonna be real with y'all. This shit is some bars for days type shit. It's grandiosity. It's just fucking fun and flavorful. But I feel like they stay true to themselves. They really just come through with this style and flair. So I'm gonna be real. If you're not into bars, so if your perception of dope content is concise storytelling and very clear thematic elements and things like that, you're gonna probably be like, yo, this is the same thing in every song. But it's not. It's really not. I see it as Red Man and Method Man on every single fucking track are laying down their best efforts to like outperform each other with the illest fucking flows, the illest fucking words, the illest whatever, right? But at the same time, portraying their styles, their brands, like, yo, it's Funk Talk, where the weed at, bitch? That's how he starts it. That's where it's like, yo, that's what it is. That's where my brain's at. I speak backwards down a one way from cops. See that shit? Which just rhymes perfectly with weed at, bitch, you know? Believe that shit is the next rhyme. So the way he Mm -hmm. just couples in these rhyme schemes, he just says it perfect. Yeah, yeah. and that definitely happens like throughout the album. Slaughter, straight to the camcorder. I'm too hot for TV. And then I'm like, okay, okay. I'm just like feeling it. Like I need, So another cool thing is he goes, I'm too hot for TV there. Then later on, they're like, I'm too hot for TV, for Sheezy. So like they do that on the Rock Wilder. Mm. That's called some album moves. It's when you know your shit's meant to be a bigger experience that's listened to. So yeah. you tie these things into each other. So the thing is, is delivery is fucking fire and alive and fucking dynamic. And I was like, holy shit. I'm not going to do it where I go through all the bars. Y'all basically understand what it is. Thanks, Space, for the hosting. Y'all get the point. You, if you guys want to see like a real, real lyric, lyric breakdown, give us a million gajillion likes. Give us the comments <laughs> and follows. And we'll go through every fucking bar of this album. That's if that's right. really what you want to see, the analytics say you kind of want more at a top-level perception because y'all know the bars already. Um, but, yo, it's, it's ridiculous. Then you get this chorus where it's like, get up, stand up. And you're just like, how are you not feeling this? How are you not <laughs> wanting to jump around and fucking vibe to it? <laughs> Stick up. Like, yo, I can't even do it. It's just so fucking fire. They bounce off of each other. And then Method Man yeah, sounds flat good. as fuck. I want to give it to Method Man on this one because, yo, he's smooth. And he's whatever. But this may be one of the weakest performance Method Man delivers on the mm, album is unfortunately okay. my feelings on this one. And it's it's not... A bad performance. I want to make this clear for other people out there. When I say a weak Method Man performance, it means we're talking about like all the other performances in Method Man, and then there's Red Man, right? We're talking about like up here. Right. So don't don't be coming at me like you said Method Man. Can't. No, I did not fucking say that. I said <laughs> on this very fucking project, this may be one of my least favorite Method Man performances because he's really fucking nonchalant about it. Next, but we just got like Red Man blowing the roof off and then like method man's a little too cool but on the next track as an example method man's hitting it exactly like where it should be so it's like the rest of the album i feel like method man puts more energy in is what i'm trying to say okay either way it's cool the bars are fine it's all right like it's not like any of this is blowing my fucking mind it's more like as i listen to it it's just kind of entertaining right and now y'all can take what you want from it it's totally fine I'm listening to Method Man here for the way he rhymes it, to the way his flow, the way I feel like his voice is like a melody on it. But I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, you forcing my hand to rock your cradle often. I'm too hot scorching but stone cold like Steve Austin. Nice. If you smell what to Cal cooking, I'm like, that's cool. Like, that just brings me back to, like, grade six I'm or not, whatever. <laughs> I'm not necessarily, like, caring. Mm-hmm. It it just sounds fresh. It's just fresh. All of it just is like, oh, those are lines. They all sound good when you say them. And that's more how I feel about a lot of this project than actually... Because 
let's be real. I'm bad at cultural fucking expressions. So when it goes really heavy into cultural expressions and puns, sometimes I kind of just vibe. I just stop listening to what they're fucking saying. But then I just hear lines here and there. And yeah. it makes me feel like I should re-listen to this song because in a hundred times I'm going to, you know, still find a little nugget here or there that I never really cared about. So I think it's worth pointing out that they are both excelling. And I, I say excelling because th- it's enjoyable. Everything that Method Man does is fucking enjoyable on this project. I'm just saying I'm not getting profound lyricism. I'm getting yes. accessible, enjoyable shit. I'm and getting, you can pretty much say that for like every song on this album. And in a sense, this album is like That's a precursor fine. to mumble rap. I'm going to say that fucking flat out. Okay. A lot of the, what makes this album dope to me is like, the easy just, listening to it. The vibing to it. None of these guys, they're also very fun. It is an extremely fun album, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it's just dope. Like, Me- Method Man's kind of serious here. But in, in the same time, the whole vibe of it is, like, fun. Yeah. I could dance to this shit. You know, I could move to this shit. So, I'm not as worried about the lyrics. They're just rewarding when I catch shit that's dope. Like, don't make me pull a Tyson by the ear. It's rewarding to hear that bar. Mm-hmm. It's just rewarding. Is it super insightful? No. It's just rewarding, you know, like sometimes it just is about a good vibe. And that's the bigger conversation happening in my Facebook worlds and shit right now. Melodies and hardcore lyrics and speed. And nah, sometimes it's just about a vibe. I could tell you something. I could put this album on A to Z at a fucking party, smoke joints and have a good time. Even if I don't listen to a single bar, I can't say that about Kendrick. I got to like stop and listen to Kendrick. There's like... I, like I also too I think that there's a difference like if we're talking about Kendrick like I want to hear what he's saying like he is going to say something that's going to like impact me it's going to make a difference it's going to t- tell me a story or something where uh, or motivate me whatever Kendrick does but like this is just like you're high and maybe you're missing some of what he's saying and that's okay because he's just like whatever just chill enjoy yourself blah, but blah, if we blah. go back like, to the, the technical side of it if you catch some of oh his my lines, gosh that's okay. they're so in the pocket mm. like perfectly in the pocket like every fucking bar is delivered to the same level of precision that creates this easy to listen to accessible float it's just like oh they're dancing on the beat they're just making it beautiful so i don't want to anybody listening to this to be like oh hold on is this in the bar it's not what it is i'm saying they're so good at everything else that the bars are almost secondary because the songwriting ability is so exceptional to me like i'm blowing away this was such a i kept rewinding it i kept replaying tracks i'm just like yo what the fuck did i just listen we're on the first track and this might be one of my least favorite ones on a project four and a half <laughs> on five for real it's a very good song i'm giving it to red on my red verse man it's, it, i felt him a little bit more on it Mm-hmm. That's okay. Welcome, everyone. Because, yo, there's to, apparently nine people watching to me, Casa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to say right off the jump for this one, before I hand it over to Bonnie, that I feel like Method Man employs his use of melody a lot more on this track. And that in his flow brings it to that next level that makes it sound blessed as fuck next to Red Man, whose level of dynamicism just kind of makes him kind of feel alive. Because Me- Red Man, sorry, Method Man does have that sing-songy kind of nursery rhyme melody angle to his flow, yeah. which is next level. And it wasn't to me in the last one. It is totally present in this track, which just had me go to the next level with it. But how do you feel about this one? Yeah, um, I mean, it definitely has like a great beat. It definitely is like very like 1999 like of the era like it reminds me of that but like not 
that's not a bad thing. It's fun. It's good energy. Um, you know, when they're in the house, they're going to be the best and destroy you. Like if they, if you know, if you try to like to battle them or whatever, um, you know, and they're getting paid to do this. So, you know, they're just that good. And, you know, they're not just like some guy who's being like, yeah, I'm a rapper. Like these guys are really getting paid and doing that. Um, I don't know. They can't be controlled. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I like this one. I don't have too, too much more to say on it. Good energy. Another kind of bouncy, fun one. So I gave this a, a 4.3 on 5. Fair enough. I definitely like it. I want to point out that I got to give big respect to Red Man for how he starts this shit. So what you crazy since a buck tooth baby doc is like straight fuck you pay me like Jay-Z mm -hmm. which is cool because he's alluding to the source of a Jay-Z reference but the fact is he's giving Jay-Z the credit for being the level of inspiration to that idea that he's comparing himself to which in my opinion is just showing fucking love and I like the fact that that is something you're gonna find all over this album is references to classic hip hop like classic yeah, hip hop to true. them and all sorts of love is being given what and, haterisms and like happen on this like album kung fu like all of that kind of like stuff as well like it's all kind of touched on so as we go through the album I realize yo they're not like hating on anyone they're not like mad at anyone. They're just loving life and just fucking being the best at what they do. And I think that's a really cool touch that they bring to the energy in the room kind of thing, which makes this album a little bit more timeless and a little bit more like I just could fucking vibe to this any day of the week because, again, it, this is fun. The energy is just there. I mean, you're going to hear me say that a lot on this review because yep. the truth of the matter is that is what sells it. Um, I don't know. As far as the bars go, it's all right. Again, there's not a whole lot that's going to pop out at me. I just fucking enjoy the way that they spit it. I just fucking enjoy the way that they do it. But when it comes down to uh, Method Man, I feel like it's a little bit stronger on this one. Um, so every time I turn around somebody in my business, time for you to testify. Can I get a witness acting like bitches? Dirty dick. Looks suspicious. Ain't physically fit for the fitness. So what's cool about that is on uh, top of the fact that like, like, let's be real they're a little generic as far as the bars goes like I've heard that shit a whole bunch but the fact is he kind of ties it up with like people's level of fitness and being ready and preparedness so he kind of tucks in this kind of good ideal of what he's looking for you know like this is actually an important thing you can spot who's ready and prepared is kind of what I took from it but otherwise it's again like I don't know what to say about his bars otherwise they're just good to listen to they're just fun and when you catch something that tickles your fancy it's an enjoyable experience again so I guess on that front you're right there's a degree of maybe it's hard for me to get into everything at a lyrical level, but that's not the point. The point of this project is the great beat, the great fucking way they write it. Eric Sermon does a wonderful job again on the production of this project. I don't know. It just was proper. I just fucking like it. I like the fucking way that you get this like sense of like throwbacks in the, the, the kind of call and response feel of the chorus. We have one of them saying one line, the next one doing it. Yeah. But even within that, right, it's your stopper, like, meth to Callum Funk Doctor kind of brings you back to that like showstopper, early 80s kind of fucking fun parts of hip hop. Almost like they understood the roots of hip hop had a lot more fun shit going into it than a lot of the modern people who think that 1997 is the roots of hip hop. So yeah. I thought that was fucking interesting. 
And I also wanted to mention, you know, like I, you know, for anybody who who has stuck around and has watched a lot of these, um, like they, you know, I enjoy when people sound like they're having a good time together, and these guys sound like they're having a good time together. Oh like they sound like they're buds and just hanging out and chilling and doing what they do. Like they look scary, kind of right. Like they kind of come off like you know mean mugging when you know and they've got like the you know the bandana like oh maybe you know is he in a gang like is he trouble oh i don't know what's he like i don't know you know and then like these kind of guys are just like ladies ladies getting high blah 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 and like that's it and like they're just goofing around and like they're they're not really violent they just kind of chill and it's just that while you're saying that i'm going back to like i don't know being a youngin and all of the movies and shit of that era. Yeah, like they're just goofballs. Wasn't like the How High movie dropping around now? Like at the same time as guess, all of yeah. that's going on, you have them in this movie as two college age stoners kind of bopping around, fucking being stoners and really getting that Dave Chappelle stoner kind of mm. vibe money going on, right? Right. So I totally um, really, really appreciated like that perception going into it to a point where I guess I never even noticed how gritty and hard they looked on the cover until like I paid attention now because they really do look like that. Yeah, like you, you're they, kind of like expecting like, you know, kind of like gangster rap or whatever. And then you're just kind of getting like these goofy guys chilling, having a good time. I don't know. And I think that's honestly kind of cool that they can fuck with your expectations like that. But I guess for me, I was just expecting stoner shit like the whole way through. Goof, goof, goofery. Yeah. But not in like a comically bad way, but just these guys have a sense of humor. But they'll also knock you out if you happen to fuck with them is what I get from them. Because I do believe both these men could definitely harm my person if I were to you know, be annoying or whatever around them. But at the same time, if I just showed up and I'm like, yo check it out want chill yeah they want to get high too so i get it we like relate on that level and shit <laughs> anyway uh do we give grades on this one sure, i don't think i, I did. did i i gave this a, a fucking five on five wow. and well i re- yo it's amazing i could listen to this all day and that's part of why my grades are so high like you don't understand how many times I've listened to songs on this album. But you, yeah, you also have still, like that nostalgic kind of feeling but, but, going into it. Whereas but it's for also, me, like, it's I'm just new to it, you know. But why that's like an asset here is because I've listened to these songs so many times, and I'm still like, nah, I could just throw this on again and just listen to it. And I think that it's not about sometimes when it's just about the bars. I'm going to digest the message and then I got to be in a mood for that shit. Whereas I think the excellence in the vibe that they're creating here is it brings me to a, a mood that I want to be on, especially in this 2020 environment of shit. You know, it's not like like this is a good escape all this time later, the, the, the vibe that they're creating. It's it's like it's fun, but right. it's still really talented and in line with like the beginnings of hip hop and shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm really digging it. So I gave it to Red over math. Sorry, guys. Y O U U U T. Bonnie, you go first. <laughs> you go first on this one. All right. So uh, Method Man starts us off on this one, and he is basically describing a lady um, and like what they do sexually to each other. Um, you know, so that's kind of what's going on there. Um, and then Red Man comes in, and he's kind of talking about, uh, you know. Again, same sort of thing we've talked about here, um, kind of like how, you know, they're going to destroy you and how he's got some great rhymes and he's going to spit at you and blah, 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 that kind of thing. Um, 
and just like the different like roles that they play and like how they do it and everything and like really like the flow and like their rhymes are nice uh, on both of them and like this was like here and I feel like I mentioned it um, when I last listened to like Method Man uh, I definitely caught it I'm, I'm sure but um, like by now I'm just like does he have a bit of a lisp? Like I maybe I had just forgot that he does, or or you I found that for real. Yeah, he like on some of his songs he sounds kind of lispy, and he definitely. I'm gonna assume that he <clears throat> has a lisp, and that's fine. I just I just caught it. That's it. Um, and I don't know, just kind of like a, a fun song, I guess. And then there's at the end there's like that kind of man peeing so there's a different sound versus a oh woman peeing versus a girl peeing and uh and it, it kind of reminded me you know throwback from like snoop dog era like that kind of you know thing um so anyways it's a fun beat with good rhymes i gave this a 4.35 on five i don't know this one this is like a step up of everything we've heard in my opinion um i hear this shit and i'm basically like that beat it just makes you want to move it just makes you want to like turn up right it just taps into that ethereal turn up energy and then the way method man hits that flow this one i had to i had to not just give it to red man as far as it goes i had to split the win on this one for real rails so for me method man owns this this type of kind of flow and he's just bouncing and he just sounds so airy and he sounds so confident and with the subject matter being a little more about the ladies and shit Yo, he just felt so smooth and suave and like, I don't know. Currently, there's this fucking dude on YouTube that has like the deepest voice ever and all the girls hear it and they swoon for him and shit. And he made like a fucking song on TikTok about like hate fucking chicks and like, yo, it, it blew the fuck up. Why? Because people like that deep voice kind of shit. Like, I don't know. They, they just air into it. So the way Matthew Matt hits that smooth shit, I'm like, yo, I get it. And this type of vibe. Mm. But then I'm like, at the same time, his delivery doesn't necessarily have the same level of life that, um, yo, so uh, just to, to put out Liddy Bros is up in here and said Riz is the only Wu-Tang member with well, a Well, hold on. I'm, I'm looking up right this moment oh, to shit. see uh, if uh, he has a lisp. And there seems to be debate on this, but he <laughs> is uh, actually, it's like, so this is a search thing and people have it. And he's in like a list of like people... Uh, who's the best rapper with a list? Method Man, Eric Sermon, or G-Rap? Like, so I guess like this is a thing, but I think it's maybe just like the internet said it's a thing. I don't know, but it gives quite. It, it, it does make your point. The fact is, you're not the only human who came well, to this. There's connection. a few songs where you kind of hear his like, I, like I can't even describe what it is that he does, but he does it. But then, like anyway. I really just liked it. I like the way he goes, yo, pushing your panic button when I'm stuck and all of a sudden baby conducted and then that BBC, oh girl, you nasty. Like, I just really <laughs> fucking like that part. I don't know. It just felt right. Again, like this is just vibing. Like I would throw this on when I want to feel like I'm going to go get laid. That's right. the vibe it's giving me right okay. now and it's hitting it proper. Now, I just, for Redman, love the energy and stuff, but I feel like he struggled more to sound smooth on this one than on the slower flows he was doing. And I noticed that um, next to because yo, okay. Method Man on this one, it's just like clean and pristine to me. On that Red Man, it's very clear, but like I felt like 
it wasn't as smooth as maybe the other ones that I heard on this project. On the other hand, I just fucking like the way Redman says everything on it. It just sounds fucking fire for me to listen to. It's super enjoyable. Again, I'm in the same part where the bar is like, yo, I get out on popping, docking, locking your doors, glocking my drawers, socking your mouth with a torn stock and wrapped around a noggin. It's cool to listen to. I don't know what the fuck I can say about that that would bring anything to it. It's yeah. just fucking good to listen to. And it has that same effect that I've been getting on the whole project where, yo, at the end of the day, um, the, the lyrics are good in terms of entertaining me. And I think I, I can't go beyond that. This is fucking entertaining as shit. But it's more the way they technically do it. The way they drop that chorus. The way again, it gives you that fucking call and response. You can picture almost every one of these tracks at the fucking stadium level almost. Fucking with the crowd interactions. Maybe not the stadium because I don't know. I don't see a lot of stadiums doing hip hop, right? At least <laughs> the, the bigger, smaller end of crowd level. Fucking a couple thousand people just bobbing to it. Low end level. Fucking it would just be great at all crowd sizes. And I think that's really fucking cool. So it's not just the fact that they're good rappers. It's the fact that they make it so easy to listen to them regardless of the fact of what they're saying. And I think the fact that they plug it with dope ass entertaining like content is fucking fun. So again, I'm left with another five on five on this track. I don't know what else I could say yeah. about it. It's just fucking great. Um, I don't know. The last part though, where they're going to take a pee. The real truth of the matter is I had to pee real bad last night when I was listening to it. And it made me have to go to the washroom. <laughs> so just be advised, folks. If your bladder is full, this song's gonna get you and your old if you're an old man like me, you're gonna have to go to the bathroom is all I'm trying to say is what this song does. I didn't even checked the music videos one time. It is what it is. I'm not that big into music videos, sorry. Um I don't remember them from back in the day. That told me I was like, whatever. I, I kinda remember the rock will do it. Either way, we're gonna move on with this project because I believe we've given grades. I just mm -hmm. wanna be courteous. Yeah. Four seasons, everyone. Not the landscaping company. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, everyone, straight up, this is what happened. <laughs> Last night, we're bumping the album, and Bonnie, with all the fucking sincerity in the world, hits me up. At and this I had part. already listened to this album. Is that Ja Rule? He kind of sounds like Ja Rule. And I'm like, I, had, I just wasn't you know, paying like, attention to Kind of like this playing. is some Ja Rule clone that's there. I kind of articulated it bad, but she was implying. And then I'm like, yo, it's just Ja Rule. Oh, Ja Rule. I don't know. Uh, yeah. like, I don't want to talk any shade on Ja Rule. I don't know enough about him. He's, he's very distinct, that's for sure. But, like, I just remember in high school that everybody goofed on him because him he threw the murder into, like, everything to a point of excess. And it meant nothing to anybody in my little 13-year-old classes and shit. So everyone just kind of spent all their time uh, making I remember, fun of that. I remember but, my boyfriend when he was like, well, I was 14, I guess. And my boyfriend was, thought he was going to be a rapper. Different guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he tried, I don't know. He tried to be a rapper. Um, and he had like, oh, I can't even remember. Like Blaze was Johnny Blaze. Like he had like that whole like ensemble of Johnny Blaze. And he thought he was Ja Rule. He thought he was so cool. Uh, he wasn't. Um, but anyways, so the, I mean, yeah, that it just reminds me of like being like 13, 14. I don't know. Just reminds me of a younger age when I hear Jaw Rule. And what do you think of the song? Um, I mean, really, it's another nice beat. It's, you know, again, same sort of thing, you know, that they're going to destroy you in rap battles and like we'll take the prize money and we'll win and 
Um, we've got LL Cool J on this one, and he sounds kind of like tough. Like he sounds surprisingly tough. Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, Jaw Rule, he's there, um, and he's kind of talking about you know tough gangsters, and um, like, and I find that these songs are good, but I find myself kind of lacking anything really much to say about them because they're all sort of like the same with like lots of nice bars fair enough so I give this a 4.4 on 5 first of all we got an excellent bar I can comment on from Mr. Redman mm -hmm. uh, he starts us off it's pretty great but I really liked when he's like I'm a dolo you a polo I'm an uptown shopper you a soho and I thought that was fascinating right because especially in this day and age when it comes down to like the fashion choices of people it's almost like Redman is like yo I'm downplaying wealth and shit I'm just kind of shopping a little thrifty trying to stay a little anonymous a little bit a hidden shit and I was like that's fucking cool and I like it when people drop that kind of mentality in because that's personally my vibe like look I'm all into opulence and wealth a little bit more now that I have a little bit more stacks up <laughs> in my life I'm not gonna lie I foresee myself flossing in ways a younger me would be kind of ashamed of but I don't know. I liked it. I liked the way he presented himself, true to himself with it. Then LL Cool J comes on. And, I mean, I'm not, like, as well-versed on LL Cool J as I can be, as I should be. But that's a hard fucking verse, right? Like, it's just fucking right? power. Like, he, he just fucking, like, like, comes in. Like, I'm like, what? Like Are you when still he wearing goes, your kangle? Like, what's going on? I knew my longevity, <laughs> confuse ya, big paper game, come on, run into these flames, recognize the power of the royal King James, right? And that almost has like this extra biblical fucking proportions because you picture the King mm. James version of the Bible with that right. and the power of his shit. And I feel like, yo, and then you think about it, like, I mean, He's he's fucking got that lasting power. He really is that shit. And at that point in his career, I mean, he's in what his second decade and shit. Um, yeah, it's just totally fire. It's just like, I, but I also felt like yo, he just went on. Like he's like yo, I'm the fucking legend here. I'm yeah. taking twice as long as everybody else. <laughs> and I thought it was really good though, because I mean, you listen to it and it's a little bit kind of like strong. But at what point does it get kind of bad? It doesn't. It just fucking gets. It gets whatever. Then um, I like how he brings up Giul Giuliani. Like you know, mm -hmm. again, adding in a little bit of politically like in tune bars here and there. Like, yeah, what's going on? Just to kind of show you, you should be aware of it, and maybe even if you're not knowing it, you're gonna Google who he is. I mean, I'm pretty sure the whole world's aware of who he is now. He's kind of a. I mean, not I the mean, whole world. I mean, after but, yeah. Borat, I think even the people who wouldn't have cared cared now. <laughs> um, anyway, that guy's so fucking weird. Like when you look at it from a like, I would, I don't know. I'm not from New York, so what the fuck do I know? I mean, he started off good, and then he just kind of. I don't know, got weird. Like, I just remember <laughs> how, like, in 2000 and, or, like, two, everybody fucking praised him back up where I'm from and, like, everybody, like, I don't know. Now it's, you know, Borat just came out. So it's just fucking, he's, it's a weird name. It's just a weird name. Anyway, I like the way that uh, fucking LL ends his verse with the, the get loose, get loose Method Man shit, kind of bigging up Method Man, hyping him up, engaging him. They get a little back and forth. And again, as I close my eyes and listen to this song, in COVID times, wishing I would be allowed out of my apartment because, yo, they cancel Christmas up in Quebec. Um, basically, yep. it's like, yo, I almost picture like I'm at the show, okay? I'm desperate enough that I can close my eyes and I'm at the fucking show, all right? That's how it really felt listening to this album. So <clears throat> it's interesting how the lack of, like, real-life engagement I have going on may have actually added to this because, again, it's just such a 
fun fucking tune of and again these guys just sound great together method man does his things i don't have much to comment on it i like the four corners four seasons you know it's it's dope mm -hmm. it's so like in your face what it is i don't have a lot to comment on it it just like i like the like sing a song a sixpence full of pocket full of chits kind of tying into that like nursery rhyme-esque fun shit that i think makes the little hooks in in uh method man's flow like yo if you're tapping into some shit that's from my childhood it hooks it's just what mm. it is it's fucking well delivered i really enjoy it I also like the too many rappers be on John Gotti's dick line because what's fascinating about John Gotti is listening to what his hitmen have to say about him in 2019 and shit on channels like Valuetainment. Yo, that like <laughs> old man mafia world is so fucking fat. I don't like know a lot about it, but I enjoy watching the ex-hitmen of these guys out of jail telling all for big stacks on the podcast circuit. It's just mm. so interesting to me and my gossip desires and shit. Um, then Ja Rule just comes in and just like it's like everyone else was doing a song and Ja Rule does his own thing. Yep. And I like it. It's pretty good. I enjoyed listening to it. I I don't know if I agree that it's like totally like in line with everybody else. But I also don't think anybody's in line with anybody else. Yeah. And then I thought about it, it's the four wins, the four seasons. That's kind of the point everybody's bringing their own shit to this one yeah and then i'm like yo it just works i can't explain it it just <laughs> fucking works yeah so i really really enjoyed it um i don't know what else i can say i'm like fucking loving this album so far i'm giving this one another fucking uh i'm gonna give it a 4.5 uh that's just kind of what it is oh before we move on i actually wrote a note yeah the way chow rule goes murder inc kind of sounds like he goes uh murder ink is the click like murdering is the click like yep. i feel like the way he delivered it could have come off both ways and that was really well done yep. i just wanted to give him props on that it popped out at me on that note it ends and it flows into serial killer yummy funny we start off this review having a whole conversation about mr flacco bayo who is of the liddy bros you know what i'm saying kind of discussing a bunch of history and then boom he pops up in this very fucking video adding in valuable context along the way so there's the two crew tracks you know and you have method man what has rizzo's the main producer for most of his shit then you got fucking um what's his name <laughs> fuck red man yo i smoked a bunch of weed <laughs> on this one uh who has you know uh eric sermon there on his end of things you know has been producing for a lot of this shit so for the two crew tracks you have each dude's producer come through and do the thing so for this one you get these dudes and if you think about the features on the other one with the RZA, it's like street life and fucking ghostface so it brought the woo side this was more red man's side that came through of it yo that's some actually fucking cool shit yo that's all i'm trying to say thank you so much mr flacco bayo of the liddy bros for your fucking dope contributions to this review this is why it's fun with the comments is all i'm trying to say um what do you think about serial killer your lady friend bonnie um i don't know i mean there is uh, some like nice descriptions of like killing and like sneakiness and it kind of has like that the cool flow going on with it um and like the ding 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 like it makes it sound like it's like creeping you know like someone's like creeping ding ding like it sounds like right. there's steps almost you know um i like the reference to uh the, the night before christmas like story and because like i don't know almost christmas i guess and i you know it's kind of cool that it's like reference like it's random um i don't know I, I find that like there's like not a lot of like variation again like still i'm kind of like feeling that but it's good but i just found like that like the 
I don't know, like it didn't sound like necessarily special on like the album, but like it still fits with the album, like if that makes sense. So um, I don't know. I thought it like the I don't know, like the murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Like, I don't know, like that's kind of catchy. I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, so I get this a four point three on five. All right, so I had this big moment when I listened to this track, <laughs> and, and this may be goofy to some people out there, but it is what it is. It's a younger Holden, it's like 2013 or whatever, and I discovered D Antwoord, and it fucks me up. And nice. in their song, Fatty Boom Boom, they got that murder, 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 kill, 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 and I know where the fuck it came from. And then I heard this, and I'm like, oh, it's from this. They, they were like doing that and they did a lot of references to different classical hip hop tracks throughout their shtick I just felt they did that a lot I just since I started doing this channel I've had a lot of moments of oh that's where that rapper I listen to now got that thing from right. and this was just another one in that moment and I really fucking like it I like the way it's just so catchy right like the way he does it it's just so sing songy it just gets stuck in your head it's such a perfect fucking hook and that's what really this this album is from the beat production that doom 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 and this one's by RZA it's beautiful it just has a fucking hook in it and it's darker RZA's darker than I guess Eric Sermon yeah uh, I, I guess I wasn't really I didn't notice RZA took over production for any of the tracks along the way I'm not even gonna lie had uh, Liddy Bros not pointed that out I might have missed that cause you know good thing Genius has some production credits um, but end of the day the tune is fire it's got a creepier kind of vibe to it um but in the same way, it's still airy and fun. You're not like sitting there like they're really trying to go too deep into the horror. It's just kind of on that goofy shit, I feel like. I'll come like the living dead straight from the dirt back to avenge his own death on this earth. Ever hear a Jason, then you know my work. Down to the basement, the dog get it first. Like that's not like overly hard. It's pretty like mm -hmm. top level. Like I heard Esham. This is all right. This is just kind of like... <laughs> This That's is like yeah. teenage horror m movie stuff. It's like, what's that one you made me watch that I didn't like? Um, that horror movie, the Which, teenage oh, one. We watched uh, Scream. Scream, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I was. It was good. Was this is Halloween like Scream, event. right? Like this is the level of seriousness <laughs> I'm getting out of it, right? And it's fun. Pissing on the car seats, flattening the wheel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking like, it's fun. It's not really almost. scary, but. And I think that's what is the charm of it. Like. It is kind of hard if you think about what they're saying. Like, they're literally going on about murdering you and killing you and stuff. But the way that they're doing it is so fucking fun that I want to listen to it, right? Even cutting in the Eyewitness News Channel 7, there's a horrific scene. It's like, yeah, but I want to hear more. And then I keep listening to it. And I fucking love the accessibility in this project. It's almost like... I think a lot of us could do from coming back and just listening to how easy it is to hear this album versus how hard some other people's shit may be to actually just consume in terms of like, what I mean by that, that, I mean like play it seven times in a row and tell me you still feel that shit. If you can listen to some shit seven times in a row and still want to play that shit, it has a level of enjoyability to it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and I, I think probably that's true. I think if you just listen to it like like on repeat that you probably would enjoy it more especially with like the like the murder 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 kill 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 part i think that part is like stands out for sure apparently eminem also uses it on a hook i can't even remember what song it is but it's like so fucking sticky mm -hmm. I, I get it 
Um, and, yo, Eminem loves red, man, so that makes mad perfect sense. Uh, anyway, yo, fuck knocking, kick the door, evict the floor, yell at it to stick up, hit the floor. For me, red, man, it's like that kind of shit, the way he makes stuff rhyme. I don't know. I just enjoy the way he puts words together in that regard. If you enjoy that kind of thing, you hear the instrument nature of his voice, and it's fucking fire to listen to. If you don't like it, I can't convince you that, like, him saying, you fish cake, stay lipping off, did your mama name you, or Mrs. Pot, like, you either like the fact that he says shit or you don't like the fact that and I think he's delightful I don't actually know what the fuck those bars are but my point is is even without knowing what that means hearing him say it the way he delivers it with the level of energy he brings it yo I used to be kind of like yo I think this kind of way about this kind of thing when I did these reviews yo y'all clicking the fuck off unless <laughs> I have this level of passion and energy in the voice and that's the facts of this shit so the fact is I think Redman even reminds me that you have to be animated when you're doing your shit and that's so fucking cool with it not to say that it's fake it's like it's like it's okay to be enthusiastic. Yeah. And that's what I like a lot. Anyway, it's just enjoyable. Like Tybo, Five Flows, Lizard, Centipede, Snake. I'm a killer. I don't know. It's just fucking fun. I, it, it's just fun. What else can I say about this track? And it's weird because it's so like hard. It's so like scary. <laughs> but it's fun. I yeah. don't know. I, it leads me to the kind of mix like that. End of the day, rather than going through all the fucking lines of the rest of the song, y'all get the point. I think it's brilliant. I think is to argue they have managed to make every track its own unique experience as we go through it right mm -hmm. i just want to take away from the idea that these all just sound the same nah there is a similarities because it's a fucking album with a degree of conceptual sonic experience but like listen we move fast some fun and now we're getting a little more serious whatever whatever yeah and then i don't know okay i gave it a 4.5 all right yeah and then we explode into one of the greatest songs of all fucking time. Let us listen to this The Rock Wilder. I didn't even think about this till just now. I'm sitting there and I, the first thing that you got to pay attention to is this song is huge. When I say huge, I mean... Trump's hands huge. I don't know what the fuck that means. But like <laughs> the fact is, almost everyone I know loves this song. I mean, old people love this song. I mean, young people love this song. I mean, who doesn't love this fucking song? But let's think about this song at a marketing fucking front, right? As a precursor to modern day singles, attention spans and shit and all of that. Of this entire album, I can assure you, The Rock Wilder made it to every playlist. It can be squeezed onto many CDs. Think about it from like an 80 minute capacity. You only had that much time on it. You're making your homemade playlist. You have three minutes left most tracks aren't going to fit the mm. rock wilder's going to fit and i didn't even realize it is two okay. minutes and 16 seconds it is basically fucking shorter than old town road okay <laughs> i well the remix version not the okay. original but yo you look at this trend of two minute songs popping and people looped them and let's say you love it you can just loop that again because of all the shit I've been saying about how easy they are to listen to and flows and this, that. Mm -hmm. The production on this one is pristine to a level that is above and beyond, in my opinion, the rest of this album in terms yeah. of pop listenability. Yep. And it's it's not necessarily the beat per se. It is partly, but it's also the entire package of the production is in this more polished, pop-friendly way than almost everything else on this project. Not to say that the rest of the project wasn't it, but it's almost like everybody knew this one was really worth spending an extra couple of dollars on terms of making it is at least what I what I felt about it. Yeah. Um, Especially the, like those like 
like the first like what 30 seconds of the song like yo and Liddy so Rose good. just brought up a good point cause yo it's produced by Rock Wilder yep. and it's called The Rock Wilder yep. so from a marketing front they're giving big love to the producer off the jump and let's be real to this day giving love to the producer is still not as cool as it maybe should be yep. but all I'm saying is from a marketability even regardless of song quality there are so many things about this that's fucking dope this, the, everyone could learn this song yo I don't think people understand how much people like to sing along to shit right and this song has many sing alongable parts right so here's yep. an example even if you can't rap or whatever you could jump in and just do fuck your lifestyle even if you want to be cool because you're with your boy your boy's able to spit it you have your part on that first verse where you can jump in and then there's the part at the end where they both do the part where they're fucking going back to what is it uh the cypress hill track where they that's what they're citing there the sipping on the 40 sawed off shotgun oh. that's that cypress hill one i think it's track two or three off the first album Anyway, they fucking do a direct grip on that and make it fucking fire in their own style. Okay. And then the thing is, is you can't maybe rap, but everybody can go, Sada Shaka, head on a pump, sipping on a 40, smoking on a blunt, bust my gun, red and meth didn't jump. Everybody knows that part, right? <laughs> the whole fucking world knows that shit. I mean, I, I mean, don't, but yeah, I will. You don't count in this conversation. I will, I will. You don't count in this conversation because you just <laughs> didn't want to learn it, okay? You're just like, me, me, me. No, this is amazing fucking beautiful shit happening here right now is what I'm saying. Still, I think that it is one of the most marketably, everything, every fucking lyric is basically a hook worth hearing. Is it again insightful, whatever? No, it's just fucking stupid fun to listen to. Yeah. And you can throw this on basically next to modern shit and it'll probably work on most playlists you could throw this on on classic shit and it'll work yep. it's gonna sound real good next to party up i mean i, I what can i say the rock wilder party up you put those two in a row dog i'm wedding dancing that's what i'm trying <laughs> to say right now i digress the rock wilder should be played at my wedding should that ever go down in life because you know what it is mm. it's just a very powerful tune i gave it a six on five okay like yo i don't care wow. what this is in probably my top 10 favorite songs in history just for how much I love life when I hear this tune, okay? Wow, that's Not many awesome. songs make me love life more to the level that, they're, like, yo, since I'm 12. This is, like, since I'm 12 years old, right? Yeah, this I song mean, makes me feel that right. great. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got to say about The Rock Wilder. Yeah, um, I mean, this song is what it is, right? Like, you know, they're giving credit to, like, the producer, and, like, the producer is kind of showing off and... It's awesome. Um, and, you know, like that's why it's aptly titled, you know, The Rock Wilder. Or, am I saying that right? Walk Wild Wilder? I just said yeah. The Rock Wilder. I um, don't know if I've ever said it right, to be real with you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and Method Man and Red Man just sound like they're like having a lot of fun together and enjoying each other's company. Not in the gay sense in any way, but I mean, that's cool if that's you. But um, yeah, anyways, so that's what it is. And like, it just, they just sound fun. And like, that's like coming off. Like, it just sounds like, like it's just like so much fun. Like, this is just like, for me, like, I just like, this is what boys sound like when they're hanging out together. Like, it's just like, like a fun, like loving song between like guy friends just goofing around like just like having like a good time and just like listening to music and just like laughing and getting high and doing what they do and it's really just like more of the same uh in terms of like what they have been talking about like they kind of also talk about you know killing it at verses and stuff like that you know so kind of more on online of like what they've talked about 
So for me, like, okay, I haven't grown up listening to this song, so I, I suppose it's a different, I'm not giving it a six on five, um, but it's definitely like a hype beat and yeah, it's pretty awesome, especially like the intro. So awesome job uh, to Rock Wilder. Um, so I guess the 4.7 and I feel like um, if I listen to it more because, you know, it is a new experience for me, I feel like like that would probably go up to a five. I'm just going to have to say that your grade is wrong on this one. I'm going to have to agree <laughs> to disagree, and that's fine. It doesn't make you right. The it's truth okay. is, though, okay. we can tear it off yes. and move on to the next one. Also, just got to say, his bars are good on it. It's just, after all that other shit, what else could I really say to give justice to anything? So, yeah, tear it off. Now, I don't know. Let's get into it right away. Okay, let's do it. So first of all, I like their little back and forth at the beginning, showing off their comrades, their good buds. But just the way he starts it, super enjoyable. Flip modes, toilet bowls explode. So flip mode being where he's from on his side. Uh, toilet bowls explode. Mm -hmm. When dot com drop a shitload. Get it? Because he's pooping in an excessive way. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, in regards to... I just enjoyed it, okay? I enjoyed it a lot. It's silly fucking fun, but also replicating how fucking dope he is. Grip Force Mushrooms did those. Fucking fun. He's wilding out. I don't know. I can't explain it better than that. It's yep. super enjoyable. He brings a crazy energy to it again with it. Eric Sermon makes a bouncy motherfucking beat to it. The chorus and the hook on this one comes through with the same level of energy that we've had on all the other hype ones. I feel like we're really into like this. Yo, this is a standard of fucking fire and dopeness. At this part of the album, I'm sitting there going, I don't know that I can comment a lot of insightful new shit as we go through the remaining tracks on this. Mm -hmm. But holy shit, do I fucking enjoy it. But also... I really wanted to just give props to the line. Timid cared to get in it. These dogs is rock wheeled, unchained, and whatever. So that's starting out to the idea of the Rockwilder, uh, the dog type, whatever, whatever. I got confused that Rottweiler is whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's made me think it out. But also, you know, shouting out to like his fucking homeboy who just did the last beat on the last track, which ties back into that shouting out your album across track shit, showing it's a bigger experience than a singular individual fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that shit. That shit makes me geek out a little bit when I hear it. So to me, the writing on this album is fucking dope. It really is cool to listen to as far as how you can make a marketably sonic experience. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know about the song length conversation in 2020. Everybody says shorter shit, whatever. But I think if you make your shit vibe like this and you just want to keep listening like that, I don't think it matters how long your songs are. It just matters if you can kind of maintain a vibe in the same way that they're able to do on this. I mean, it's dope. I like it. I don't have more to say. I'm going to have to go ahead and give it another fucking uh, five on five because shit, it's just sounded that good to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is another like nice beat. I like this one. Um, I like the barking and like the ad libs that's like happening in the beat. I thought that was fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's another hype song with like a strong, you know, flows and lyrics and you don't want to fuck with them and like that kind of same old, same old story. Um, but it's good. So I give this one a 4.6 on 5. I just want to add that there's two ways to go about you don't want to fuck with me. And, and I've seen throughout the hip-hop. There's the whack way where you just say it blatantly. And then there's the way that you say it with the style that reflects your personality. And these guys are all about reflecting the style. Like everything Redman says is consistent to being fucking Redman. Mm -hmm. And everything Method Man says is darker and more consistent to being Method Man. Like you feel it in their flibs and flows. So it almost like 
because they're so different in their approach, it, it gives more people an opportunity to like latch on to something in this, depending on what your stylistic preferences are, adding a whole extra layer to the market appeal to what these guys bring to the table. Okay. Yo, it's just fucking dope to me. Anyway, sorry. No, that's it. All right, I guess we can move on, and if the rest of the songs go a little faster, it is what it is. But yo, where we at is a right. little bit of a skit. Let's listen. And I just say that's hilarious because I know a lot of people like that. Like I straight up know all sorts of marks in my life because yo, I'm pretty blatant. Everybody knows what the fuck I'm into. But I know a lot of marks like that. I know people who are like on the low about it, like who who listen to a bunch of shit in public for real, reals, and then like straight up are like, yo, hold it. What do you think of this? And it's like a little Skype DM. Like, yo, check out this hip-hop tune. Do I get your stamp of approval? You like the hip-hops. Maybe I, I am in tune with the hip-hops a little bit. I just fucking loved it, man. But the truth is, I think it's also a little bit of a self-awareness that they're going, yo, a lot of white people are bumping our shit. Because I can tell you, a lot of white people I know bump their shit. <laughs> and I think that's fucking hilarious. Hmm. The self-awareness that comes into this tune while also being so self-aware about the kind of fan that they probably have also and then doing a fun interlude that I bet a bunch of high people it just went way the fuck over their head. <laughs> I loved this one a lot. I thought it was one of the best motherfucking interludes on this that I've heard really because of what they pulled off with it and I think it just goes to show they're fucking smart and they knew exactly like, like it just makes me feel like they made this 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 album knowing who would buy it and knowing how it would perform. Like they knew who their audience was and they just played right into it is what I'm left with that to works. think of at this point. I don't know. Five on five. It is an amazing oh, wow. motherfucking skit. And it, yo, the production is excellent. Are you not vibing? Is it not hilarious and enjoyable? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's, you know, even white people like this album, basically. And <laughs> like, see, like, I don't I don't know what that proves, but OK. Um, Everything but, I just said. Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know. It's funny. And it's like the, the same sort of like intro. I think it's the same white guy or whatever. Um, like that was t talking like during the in like the first song, like the very first song. Um, and then they talk about, you know, side two. So I guess like maybe this came out on cassettes, so even though it was 1999. And mm. I would think that it would come out on a CD. But, um, or I don't know, whatever. Well, cassettes were still being sold back then. So even if CDs were like out, you still would have produced it as a cassette. Like I've seen cassettes for everything that came out in that era. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, it's cool. I gave it a 4.4 4 on 5. Fair enough. I guess we can move on then to... One, two, one, two. That's right. One, two, one, two. So, yo, honestly, another thing I feel like is this track, and this is the best compliment I can give this album because it's kind of like we're at the point where, yo, I, I don't even know how to comment on it. It's hype. It's fucking <laughs> dope to listen to. Yep. As Lady Bro said, it's basically two dudes busting the best rhymes they got at the whole thing. Um, but this track in particular, I had to listen to a lot of times in a row. It wasn't like I got it right away. I couldn't find a groove at first. That beat kind of was like, eh, eh, eh. But then here's something that is worth noting sometimes. And I think so often in the history of music, people people listen to some shit like once, and then they don't really come back to it and ever give it like a second listen. And that second listen and that third listen, you become more familiar. Because listen one, your brain is processing sounds, 
right? You're not even really hearing shit yet. You're go- there's no way. There's no like okay, there are audiophiles and shit who are particularly amazing at one listen remembering. That's not fucking people. That's the rares. That's not the commons. So usually it's by like listen two or three that your brain is even able to properly assess whether or not you like it. I could tell you that I'll listen three. I was still kind of iffy on this one. I listened six because I kept not paying attention and I just kept fucking getting distracted and I kept, fuck I gotta pay attention. Now all of a sudden I'm vibing and I'm loving this track and I'm, I'm at the four point five range. It's not quite the five range because I had to struggle to get there. Okay. It wasn't instant delight, but I found myself really ca- tapping into the groove of this one and really just feeling it. Um, it is produced by DJ Scratch and maybe having a different producer so late changed the vibe a little bit but once i found my enjoyability in the vibe i was like yo it's just right up back into like the whatever but then can we just touch on how method man saying shit like yo where them criminals better have your eight essential vitamins and minerals whether or not that's meant to be quite literal it's still going to tell people to get your health on whether or not it's meant to be that or not right i don't know if there's some bigger thing to it well i and i also like I mean, I guess, I don't know if you if you think about it. He's talking to the criminals, so I imagine the people in jail, and the people in jail are probably not getting their vitamins and minerals. Mm. Like, they're probably eating, like, shitty, low-quality food um, that doesn't have a lot of vitamins, but it just fills you up. Um, and everything else you have to pay for from, like, the... Whatever. The, like Commissary. The, the, yeah, whatever it's called. The shop or whatever it is. It's, I think it's called different things in different jails or... Um, prisons but um yeah i mean so maybe that's it like they're just not getting their vitamins irregardless the fact that he said it is gonna make motherfuckers go yo what are those is that like something i should you know like there's a little bit of sneakiness in mm-hmm. and so when i'm thinking about how a lot of modern people are fucking dealing with complex issues it is more a bunch of vapid airy fucking bars and then you tuck in a one-two line about fucking real shit so that while they're listening you can teach them a little thing here and there and i'm saying like how much of this album is predicting the fucking future of hip-hop as opposed to not Mm. you know i don't know maybe i'm just going too deep into it because the last month of my life has been a bit of a mind fuck on the (laughs) the way albums are getting made and the transitionary phases that are happening as the third wave of industrialization takes over the world and attention spans of people but like i like this shit it's so airy it's so fun it's fun and i feel like that's what makes it stand out now is that like i want to listen to fun music in a way where i don't want to listen to heavy deep thinking music and that's a part a part of changing myself but with that i think it's cool i don't know like you could like what is it about this album that makes it timeless that bars are cool like they're airy there's nothing negative going on here even if it's dated they know that you're going to tap into that nostalgia because it's just fun shits rats can only afford chuck e cheese Come on, Chuck E. Cheese is a positive fucking image. Mm-hmm. It's not negative imagery. This is a really like smart album in a way that is a little more commercial than say not. I don't know. I really like that side of it, okay. and I think it's cool that the marketing geek in me gets to enjoy these little moments too. It's just fun. I don't know. It's just fun. I, I'm I'm just I'm just where it is with it. I don't anything more to say about this at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, this is the first one that definitely uh, kind of sounds like uh, 1999. Like, it just kind of, like, has that particular style or whatever it was that they were all doing. Um, and, like, you know, Red even says a line about, like, Y2K. So he's kind of, like, touching on, like, you know, the the coming future. 
Um, and I like the scratching in it, you know, thanks to DJ Scratch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, a, you know, appropriately named. Uh, I don't know. It really, it's just, you know, it has good energy, but, you know, more about the same sort of thing. And, they, you know, they spit fun bars and uh, ends with like a thunderstorm and uh, like a radio station DJ. So it's kind of what's going on there. So I give this one a 4.25. Cool. Let us move on then on our pursuit and journey through this album as we discuss the Mad Crew. Crew. All right, Bonnie, what do you think about this tune? So this one is kind of like, like funky and like kind of bouncy, and it makes me like feel like I'm like walking down the street with like big baggy jeans and like really deep pockets and like with my hat backwards and just kind of like strolling and being super cool and like I don't know why I have to do that a whole bunch but like I just feel like laid back and I don't know just kind of like doing that and uh, I don't know it's just kind of like chill in that sense and uh, I don't know he says like some funky lines like you know, can get you pregnant with their fingers. You know, they talk about that a lot. Like, well, not a lot. They've mentioned that a few times, like finger fucking, I guess. Um, and like, you know, they're like a mad crew and they have everyone that they need in their group. And they, you know, they're like, you know, this cool group or whatever. Um, and there was like one line that was like highlight highlighted on Genius. Uh, Clinton is the prez. I still voted for Shirley Clinton. Um, so I found out that she was the first like African-American woman in Congress and the first black presidential candidate. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm learning things here. Um, so I thought that was, you know, cool and good to know. And, um, you know, I think this one is sort of also about supporting your fellow brothers and sisters. And, you know, and like that will help make, you know, like them like more of like a, a matter crew you know just by like helping and like raising people up and like doing good for others and like supporting your own people and just kind of like doing that kind of thing and uh you know and like supporting like the people that you want to see like representing you like you know kind of that like side of thing as well and i don't know it, it's it's kind of like a, a cool thing to think about um and it just kind of ends with like this kind of nice concert clip uh, essentially so i got this a, a 4.3 on 5 it was pretty good fair enough um i enjoyed the back and forth i think that's a big highlight to the beginning of this track right because you got the two of them on it and we haven't seen like a whole verse feel like we get that you know we push weights with ice cubes in a cup america's most wanted which is so cool right because ice cubes in a cup mm -hmm. and then america's most wanted yep. giving fucking shout outs to such an amazing album and such an amazing influence yeah police pin it up but if we think about pushing weight the police are going to come at you because we take that in a whole different context so i might be running a contest about a song called lose weight and if you choose to take that kind of weight is your meaning i'm totally okay with that i digress i just like the back and forth i think it's fucking dope i i really just think that not a, a million billion rappers can pull off the kind of back and forth they do so seamlessly mm -hmm. and they do it in such a way where it just makes it super engaging it makes you just want to keep listening to it i really like that about it 
Um, otherwise, I don't again don't have like the whole much more to add to it. It's just fucking dope. They just kind of hard. They're just kind of excited. They just kind of bounce off each other really well. Bring that energy. Keep the vibe going. And all the different things we've said. So instead of boring y'all, because honestly, I don't want to be that guy. And I know that if you're watching this deep, you've been watching the whole fucking review type thing. So we're just gonna kind of I guess speed it up a bit. Uh, I give it another four point five. I think the outro was pretty fucking funny right like um the other thing about this track is that um i started writing i heard the beat i heard the vibe and it was one of those tunes that just made me pick up my fucking thing and i wrote like a good eight bars just listening to it and it slowed me down in my review process and i just kept listening to it so again like five six times in a row it just is engrossing they understand hooks i think that's the big takeaway from this review is that hooks are important and that hooks transcend just the fucking uh rappers and the idea of just being a chorus sometimes we interchange the idea of choruses and hooks but a hook is anything in your song that makes you want to come back and listen to it and that's what makes these guys amazing is they are mm. brilliant with hooks on that note 4.5 like i said let us keep it going i know i know we're gonna listen to the other posse cut now the one that rizza produced it's called run for cover mm. i mean it kind of is what it is at this point we get honestly another brilliant posse cut it's enjoyable yep. i think it's cool that street life is there street life is method man's dude to this day Right, okay. Met the Man drops an album. You're gonna see the man's name all over that project. So I think it shows a lot of love and respect to Met the Man that he does that. Ghostface cool. Killer. I mean, come on, it's Ghostface Killer. Yep. He just sounds delightful. I like the fact that RZA does the production. I like the fact that this album has the elements of both of their squads that came on through, and it just gives everybody a chance to come through and make it happen. What do you think of this one? Yeah, um, so, you know, Street Life starts us off, and, you know, he does his thing, and, like, this one is, like, a little bit, like, creepier, and kind of, uh, more, like, battle-sounding, like, it's just kind of more, I don't know, like, it has more of, like, a, you know, I don't know, creepy vibe, I guess, um, I liked Redman's, uh, rhyme scheme on his verse, uh, you know, they all kind of have, like, one verse, basically, and it's cool, and just sort of, like, another tough, badass, um, group song basically so um, I don't know it was fine uh, I gave it a 4 on 5 so I really enjoyed it like I said but I do I do need to point out this one fucking bar that we need to stop and talk about which one a young method man yo this ain't your granddaddy music mm. it's hip hop that bar did not age well guys cause when I listen to this hip hop I go this is my granddaddy's music like straight up this is granddaddy music that golden era hip hop, these guys in their 50s and shit are now young granddads. A lot mm, of, the, we're talking like normal askis, most regular, whatever life trajectory you fucking ended up on. Mm. Like if, if we have a kid, my, my, my parents are in their 50s. Yeah. So that is just granddad music now. That's what's cool about that line. It mm. made him so like fucking, I even posted like said method man now in grandfather age. And so it's fucking funny to me. True. But I also love the idea because it ties into a bigger conversation about the direction of hip hop. This music is accessible, dope, and fun. But honestly, would it hit the same way in 2020 when it came out? No, of course not. This album would not. That's why Method Man's Meth Lab Station 2 didn't sound anything fucking like this because it wouldn't hit the same way. The truth is, hip hop is for the youth. 
and if the youth decided that hip-hop is going to go melodic, what the fuck are us old men going to do, you know? This ain't your granddaddy's music. It's hip-hop. It's a youthful, passionate thing. And I think Matt tapped into that proper with that line. It's one of my favorite fucking bars. I think Ghost comes through. He's fucking proper. Don't get me wrong. I think Street Life sounds great next to them. I think Redman sounds cool. But the truth is, I can't say anything close to that level of interesting about all their bars. They're just more enjoyable to listen to. Same kind of deal. Okay. I like this tune a whole bunch. Instead of wasting your time, I'm giving it another straight up 4.5 on 5. It is what it is. Do you have more to comment on this one? Nope. Let's move on to the question. Is the rights in whatever particular sample that didn't get cleared for the digital era over label mm -hmm. politics? Because keep in mind, it could be that at some point or another, the people involved in the camps, like that, you know, Missy Elliott's camp, Jarrell's camp, everybody's camp, or I think it's Jarrell. I don't know who it was. It, okay. it, even a, it, I don't remember who it is. Sorry about that. Uh, with all the different camps involved in making this song were friends when the song came out, and then all this time later, they're not even friends later on. You know, like. Uh, so like that's the kind of shit that can happen in a situation like this ownership changes right just take a look at what's going on with Kanye West right where Jay-Z sold the masters to Universal ownership changes hands whoever owns the masters controls who has the flow of the music that's recordings true. that's not the same thing as the copyright of the songwriting the songwriting being who like so Method Man and Red Man can forever go and perform this song and they can even re-record this song but the owner, let's say, whoever owns the masters of this particular recording would be different. So they sampled somebody's particular recording. And okay. that's the thing that's owned that has the whole question of whether or not. Anyway, it gets right. kind of complicated like that. But I think it's super fascinating stills because the song's really dope. But at the same time, I felt it was a little bit less dope. It is um, right. like it's good. But like maybe it's because I had to go through this whole effort of going on to YouTube and it pulled me out of the album experience and maybe a little bit part of it but I definitely think the sound of the track is a little just kind of just kind of felt a little weaker compared to some of the other ones however there's nothing wrong with it it's just I didn't kind of feel it as much I don't know how else to describe it I still think it's enjoyable like in terms of fitting onto this album the references are cool everything about it's fine it's just not my favorite one compared to other ones so yeah. i'm giving it a 4.35 instead of the other ones it's it's good though okay um that's all i gotta say about it we can move on then to oh. the following track that's that shit <laughs> but everybody take a look at this Woof, look <laughs> at the size of that thing put that over here and i think it's an appropriate centerpiece for the rest of our stream that is what Let's it is. Let's look at this literal monster. We got this monster over here. Oh, um, anyway, I'm just kind of <laughs> happy. It's kind of bold. I think it's, it's a strong, bold. it's a strong little monster over there. Anyway, so yeah, how do you feel about this song? Um, yeah, there's nice wordplay. There's like some like kind of cute references in it. Uh, the chorus is nice. Alice sees everything. Uh, you know, it's kind of talking about that and uh, that if you mess with one, then you're going to mess with both of them or all of them uh, about weed and ladies like fighting over them. Um, and like there's like some nice scratching in it. But overall, that's pretty much it. It's fine. It's another four on five from me. Um, oh, and this one has featuring Mali G. He's all right. I was like, yo, there's Jamal. Mali G, whatever it says, Jamal. There, there's also Young Z. So we have like um, some features on this. We have some guests that are here. 
and you know you you hear them and they sound good on this one what am i going to say it's fucking proper and everything about this album sounds pretty decent uh but really what makes this one fly so well is the chorus right it's the how high kind of vibes to it you know um get your stone and get your high ha you know that whole vibe to it the way that it bounces like that it just feels fucking cool it feels like you're gonna get fucked up listening to them you're gonna have a great time listening to them mm -hmm. it maintains that kind of energy over it i'll be real jamal's not or molly g he's not my favorite part of the track but he also doesn't sound like bad next to it it just sounds like Another dude came through, delivered the bars he had to. We're in the same vein of everybody dropping rhymes. The production's still stellar. What else can I really say about it? That's that shit. I give it a 4.5. Again, I know this might be shorter than some of the other song breakdowns, but there isn't a lot I can add to this at this point. So don't want to waste y'all time. Why don't we move on to Cheka? All right. All right. So how do you feel about this tune? Um, I mean, really, it's like another fun sounding song. It has like a really nice vibe to it. Like, it's not really necessarily one that you need to like sit down and listen to like everything. Um, but just like enjoying like the vibe that it kind of gives you. Um, you know, and it's in really like you're not going to miss much if you do because I mean, it's really just the same thing. It's about ladies and weed and you know that they are microphone check check checkers and um you know and they're you know repping staten island and that's that's pretty much it well, so uh in my opinion anyways so i gave it a 4.215 off the jump i think it has like this throwback feel to like this hip-hop sound like we're gonna wow stepping out you know like just like that just like we're going old school on this we're going yeah. fun with this we're bringing it back a little bit you it's know, true. but then immediately flickety flame, twin chromes, full, full, you know, like instantly flipping it into some harder shit, you know, let y'all know not to fuck with them still. They're still on that vibe, yep. that tough guy image. Yo, I, one thing I noticed about Redman is I felt like his balls are massive after listening to this. Like he has giant ball energy, like not big dick energy, massive dick energy. Like a serious level. They just say fucking anything. He's ready to go. He doesn't even mind. And I enjoy it. And I enjoy the way he spits it like that. The chorus just feels so old school, like microphone check, micro microphone checker. Like it just feels like a callback. And then to go again, make it a little harder. Fuck with me, you met, then we break your fucking neck You know what I mean? Like it just adds yep. that little edge to it that makes it fucking fun to listen to. Because keep in mind, young stoners is who's vibing to this, probably, in my opinion, from what I've seen in my life. Y'all can be different demographics for sure, for sure. Still, moving along. Met the man's just proper. He sounds great. Don't have a lot to add to it. It's just overall a good song. Really enjoyable. The beat is so fucking positive. It's so upbeat. It's so strong to listen to. Also, produced by Redman and Govmatic. So seeing Redman involved in production is fucking dope. But I just think at the end of the day, this was like a bit of levity to the project to lift us up because, you know, there are some heavier tunes here. But it just kind of, you know, you're deep into your high now. And it's just kind of like, yo... All right, ready to keep keep the vibe going, you know, and that kind of okay. lifts you up getting ready to go into the rest of the last stretch of this project because it is a bit of a long album, but it's a bit of a long album in an era where there was a lot less music coming out. So it's okay to be that kind of length of album. Fair enough. Yeah. I digress. Let's move on to Fire in a Hole. How do you feel about Fire in a Hole, Bonnie? Well, I mean, the, the hook or the chorus, whichever one it is, um, it's nice and catchy. Um, and, you know... It's really same sort of thing. Uh, I'm gonna make these the next few pretty quick. 
Um, weed and ladies, folks, um, is what you're going to get, um, you know, and they get life uh, sentences with no parole. He's kind of talking about that. And um, it's catchy enough. And it's, you know, on par with like the, the rest of the vibe of the album. So 4.35 from me. I feel like it's more intense. It's got a, like that beat right there is where it comes fire in. Fire in the hole. It's produced by Mathematics. Fire it's fucking fire. Yeah. That. Dun, 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 like it dun, sounds dun. like a very guy song. Like it sounds like army like, guys like kind of hanging out together. It totally has that tone, but it's still that bass line. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Like it just loops. And when you when you really listen to it, it glues the song together in a way where it gets more sticky than some of the other ones. And I really like that. And then I feel like he comes in hard, like with all due respect to the game on a PHN um, or whatever. Not ready for I can't I can't do it. I'm sorry, but he comes <laughs> in and he fucking hits it. The be on extension change away thinking or be gone. You know, like it just fucking flows. He's just arrogant in a way that's just fun to listen to, and I really really <laughs> like right. it. Um, and then I don't know. The chorus is cool. Fire in a hole, fire in a hole. Like it's just got like an energy to it. It just kind of feels proper. It yep. feels like. A little more militant, a little more tough guy in terms of their approach as maybe not as fun. But let's be real. We've had a lot of fun. They do need a couple of more hard for the dudes, blah, blah, blah yeah. kind of tracks. And they're totally hitting it on this one. And that's the thing is they're totally hitting it on this one. Like, I get this track a five. I oh, thought wow. it was fucking brilliant. I think it's just enjoyable. I like the cool, calm, collected method man. I like the dynamic, alive red man. I think everything they do is fucking dope in this one. I don't, again, want to go too far into the bars and stuff because there's not more I can comment than what has been said in this review already, except that the vibe is proper. And, yo, it kind of is like the opposite of Cheka in a way. Cheka gives you, like, the complete happy vibes, and this gives you the complete <clears throat> intensity kind okay. of vibes. Right. So I really like the back-to-back -back on those two tracks, and it really is cool. It really is like, yo, we're not just fun. We got some serious shit with it. True. I liked it a lot. Like you said, let's not waste any waste time. So the next one on this project is We All Right Ya. All right. How do you feel about this one? More of the same thing. Um, weed and ladies and guys just having fun. Um, I, I'm a little bit bored at this point uh, in the album. So it's it's not a bad song. It's just like bleh. it's like the same thing. So four on five from me. So what's interesting about this one, and I got a little question, I guess, because of the way that these track ends, right? So we're almost at the end of it, right? Yeah. So at this point, and I didn't really look that deep into it, but this track, Well I Write Ya, it's actually off a Red Man album. Oh, okay. The one after that's actually off a Method Man album. So it's mm -hmm. kind of a way to tie them into their other projects. And then the final one's the How High Remix, right? So okay. it was, was, was Fire in a Hole the end of the actual album? I didn't actually check it. I don't know. Maybe it's worth looking into real quick, but all I'm trying to say is that was interesting, right? Because what I just caught, and I'm glad I caught it, because the ingenious, everything changes on this track. All of a sudden, we're on the Red Man album, uh, Doc's The Name 2000, which came out a little bit earlier in the 98 year, mm. as opposed to the same. Anyway, so that's a fascinating point of view. Um, you're kind of right. I'm not really left with a huge sense of like more I can add on the review perspective. I enjoyed listening to it, but I do think the marketing strategy is super fascinating, right? Because even with like the modern day like era of releasing music, think about the tie-in capabilities, 
right? So let's say me and my boy Chris Cron proceed to make a project <laughs> together, right? And yeah. he puts me on his shit, I put him on my shit. Then we put together a group album and say we just want to get a couple more tunes at the end, whatever, in order to kind of build up some buzz, even in the modern streaming era, imagine both we take two tracks that we have with a high level of numbers and we stick them on this album. Off the jump, the album releases with two tracks that got some fucking buzz already going, right? So it kind of gives you an incentive to even buy this just because you know those songs are on it. Right. I'm telling you, there's so much fucking top tier marketing things that were dropped on this project that elevate the overall I guess experience to me that make it really fucking interesting and cool because like who does that I don't right. like I'm not saying it hasn't been done it's been done later for sure and I'm not saying this is the first time in history it's been done like this but how fucking smart is that it's kind of like when uh, that Twista and Kanye West song came out on this they're both their albums at the same time the fucking okay. slow jams or whatever right so it kind of made you feel like inclined to want to buy both those projects in order to get access to that tune uh, so all I'm saying is it's such a brilliant fucking marketing move. And I really enjoy it. I, I really, really do. I also like the line, Doc been keeping a dope show like Marilyn Manson because it also shows the level of cultural reference, references that they mm -hmm. tap into transcend the immediate scope of their world. It's another smash in my opinion. I'm giving it a 4.5 on 5. A very enjoyable tune. And it makes me want to go and review more Redman albums. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, how do you feel, though? Did I ask you already? Yeah. I might have. I'm, I'm, a little, yeah. I'm a little out of it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so are we ready to move on, I guess, to the, to the next track? Big Dogs. This is right, the Big Dogs. So this is off of, like, in the same vein of things, it's off of the fucking Method Man, uh, sorry, Tikal 2000 Judgment Day project is when it first released, and then its second releases on this Blackout experience, which is a game really cool and really smart, and I'm not even going to lie, should I go down that path of like group project land like that? It is a fucking smart thing to tap into, especially with the way algorithms work. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fascinating that they, they, they're, they're just, this album feels so fucking innovative is I guess where I'm coming from it. How do you feel about this track though? Same, same for everything. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything more. I feel like I like shut down at this point, like listening to the album. I was like, this is the same thing for every, every song now. Um, Weed and Ladies, four on five. I, I took it a little more serious. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I listened to it. But I had a lot of trouble getting into this one. And it, it's a little heavy on like the nursery feel. Like, diggity down, we reservoir dogs, you puppy chow chow, got my mittens and the kitten licking yeah. it now, now. I mean, I don't know. Compared to the rest of this album, I just don't want to hear him say that compared to like a lot of the rest of the yeah. album. I like the back and forth. I like the idea of what they're doing here in terms of the overall funness with it. Um, so, yo, Spade says he's not a bull guy. He's a twister. But at the end of the day, it's like if the album's already on at this point, why the fuck am I going to stop it? The next track is really dope. This isn't a skippable. But this is the first track I would uh, I would say like it, like it felt like it maybe if it wasn't here, the album would have been a teensy, teensy little bit stronger as far as my final grade went because it pulled it. It's a 4.25. Compared to the average mm. track, it's a, it's, a, it's a great song, but like compared to everything else on this album, it just feels a little weaker. It's not that it's bad. It just feels a little bit weaker. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Maybe it's because it came earlier. They were still getting their vibe together or whatever. I don't have all the answers on that. 
but I gave it a 4.25 and while it, I'm glad they talked it so fucking deep into the album because by then you are invested and you're like fuck it plus we all know how good the next track is so it's kind of like a good placement for it that's all I'm saying how do you feel well, you said what you said yeah. I don't want to yeah. talk about it let's move on <laughs> I want to get the stream over with Yo, cause the truth is it wasn't like, the stream it was this album well how high remix is the last track on yep. this one let's do it everyone one more to go and we have gotten through this project together as a squad this song is so weird on this album like it, it's totally like it feels bonus tracky because yeah. it's very hard and it, the way the beat is spacey and airy and it comes together like don't get me wrong as a song it's fucking brilliant it is an exceptional piece of artwork really yeah absolutely okay because it's harder right it's not so airy and fun and fluffy but it's almost like you look at it like just the airy nature of the excuse me as I kiss the sky like there's an airiness with it like I'm high but he's still fucking hard with it and it has like a, a grimier tone to it and I think that's what makes it kind of special and cool because I don't know you look at the idea of the how high you listen to the chorus and um it's kind of like airy and it's fucking fun or whatever but you listen to the bars and it's fucking hard like as i run a mile with a racist my style was born in the pissy staircases dig it f a rap critic he talk about it while i live it you know so like there's some serious shit that actually is being said on this one that doesn't come mm. through like think about what he just said there fuck your and, and in some cases possibly your literal opinion because you don't understand his fucking culture I mean, I'm vibing, so why the fuck is you going to hate what I have to say? You're like, blobbly, bloop, move on. And he's going to be like, fuck a critic, right? I was born in the fucking pissy staircases. This is the grittiness, the griminess. This is what it is. Unless you come from that, you don't know what it is, right? Uh, and the way that they fucking rhyming, it'd be the ultimate rush to any undust. The Egyptian musk used to have me pull mad studs, uh, mad sluts. I shift like a clutch with a rock, examine my nuts. I don't stop till I get enough. You know, like there's like an air of style and elegance to the way that Red Man spits this shit. It's fucking good bars. Six million ways to die, so I chose, made it a six million with one, your eyes closed. You know, like the way he just kind of taps into the pop culture and flips it into an aggressive line and stuff. This shit is appealing. It's got an air to it and then at the same time you mix that with like the airiness of that chorus and the look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's the funk dog smoking on a lot on the train how high so high that i can so it's like they're so fucking blitz but this is the manifestation i think that juxtaposition is ridiculous i think it's fucking super fun not like fun like the rest of this album is fun but like fun and like uh this song by itself is a really amazing experience this song is track 19 on this project. Maybe it doesn't do this song the service it does by playing this song by itself in another experience. And that's just how I feel about it. You don't have to agree with me. It is what it is. Right. But I like it a lot. I think it's a 4.5 on 5. I think it's honestly really worth listening to. The music video is goofy as fuck. But it is one that kind of cuts it up with some story plots. Right. Anyway, we did it, folks. We did it. We got to the end of the album. I guess I could give my little album review grade. Yep. This shit's a classic motherfucking album. It's 4.66 on 5. A brilliant compositional experience beginning to end. Excellent production. Tapping into that classic era, but creating grooves and vibes that are motherfucking... Yo, as Spade said, the hook on the last track, so dreamy. And that's part of what it is. The vibes. You get lost in it. You feel it. And then, when you stop to listen, 
This album gives you nuggets the whole way through. Now, again, if you're not into punchlines, you're not into the witty witties, you might not be able to latch on to this project and appreciate it. But if you step away from that and just listen to the way their voices ride the beats and the way they rhyme shit and the way they use themselves as an instrument to complement the overall sonic experience, it's a fucking wonderful thing to listen to, in my little opinion. And I recommend consuming marijuana for it. It's fucking, you know, it is what it is. I digress. Yeah. That that's it. That's all I gotta say about that. Watch the whole rest of the thing if you want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I gave this a four point two seven on five, so an eighty five percent. And I can totally see why this is like a classic. You know, it just it definitely has like a cool flow to it and everything. But I just feel like if they had cut like this song, like the like number of songs in like half, like I feel like it would have still got the same message out. But I get what they're trying to do. Um, but for me, like, it just kind of felt like it was too much of the same. Like, there was really, like, it's, it's very consistent. Like, if you want that kind of an album and you want this to be sort of like your background, like, not necessarily, like, listening and hanging on to every single word, but just kind of, like, vibing to it, like, it's perfect for that. And, like, I think that's what it's made for. So, I mean, it did its job. So, good job. Um, but, like, it's not one that I would necessarily throw on. You know what I mean? That's why I'm here, to let y'all know it's a masterpiece. Thank y'all for watching. Your opinion is honestly valid. I'm just having fun Thank with you. you. <laughs> uh, special thanks to everybody who watched it. I'll, I appreciate y'all. Feel free to leave comments letting us know what you thought about anything. Uh, definitely like the video if you did on the YouTubes and follows and subscribes and all that shit. Do depending on your platform. I don't know. We on all the things now. Um, Special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope support what we do. If you're down to support the cause, patreon.com slash behind that suit. It is what it is. Um, anyway, I make music myself. You can feel free to check that out. Links in the description. On that note, we do appreciate all y'all. It's been a rush. Live long and prosper, everyone. Peace, guys. <laughs>